This is a Rooster Teeth production. everybody and welcome to another episode of annual pass this is the podcast where we talk about all things theme parks attractions rides snacks anything having to do with a theme park in the theme park world we'll talk about it here on annual pass i am your host jack patillo and of course joining me as always is my beautiful untalented and burrito eating co-host Jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, Jack. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And let me tell you something. This podcast <laughs> came in handy just this week. Really? Yeah. On, How so? On Monday night, uh, my girlfriend and I did, in Austin, we have this thing called the Trail of Lights. Yes. And it used to be through a, a park we have, like a semicircle park we have, they would set up a Christmas uh, displays and uh, like tunnels and Christmas lights yeah, and yeah. trees and you know Dr. Seuss stuff and and then you would like walk through it, push your kids through on a stroller and eat funnel cake mm-hmm. and drink warm cocoa and have a very yeah, Christmassy yeah. experience, right? Well, since pandemic, they uh, they closed the walking part down and now it's a drive through yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, you just roll through it. And it's actually, I actually, I might like it better. Really? Uh, yeah, it's really fun. And so we did that Monday night, and as we were going through, we tune into the local radio station so you can hear the. You get the full experience. Yeah, yeah. You hear the Christmas songs they want <laughs> you to you hear. Why'd you turn into Beetlejuice all of a sudden? <laughs> I, was stifling, I was stifling <laughs> hey, a cough. Uh, you get the full experience. <laughs> and, uh, God, we saw so many different people do Beetlejuice impressions when we were in Florida last time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and as it was coming through, uh, the Grinch song came on. Oh. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And the, like the local DJ did a piece of trivia. And he was like, I bet y'all don't know who else this guy's famous for. And I was like, oh, Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. I know that. Haunted Mansion. <laughs> it's Thurl Ravencroft. Yeah. Uh, Thurl Ravencroft. I didn't remember his name. name. But my girlfriend was very impressed. Yeah. She yeah. was like, how did you know that? And wow. I was like, I do a podcast. There you go. You got some, you got some brownie points based yeah. off of annual pass. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thurl Ravencroft is that dude's name. We had a, we had a fun time. He was in the, uh, the Tiki Room. Mm-hmm. He was uh, one of the birds there. I think the German bird. Yeah. And then we had a, a blast. And then everyone, like tons of people, like, yeah, Thurl Ravencroft is all over Disneyland. <laughs> like that dude, he did so many voices and so many songs and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, also, uh, uh, not a ride, but you should check out Trail of Lights, Jack. It was lovely. I, I went last year. I haven't gone did this you? year yet. It was good this year. I, I, I run Town Lake, which is, you know, that just south or just north of the, uh, the Trail of Lights. So I've been watching them build it up and stuff. So I see like little bits of it as I make my runs through downtown. My favorite part, this is a family friendly podcast, but my favorite, so I'll, I'll keep it light, but my very favorite part of it is they do the 12 days of Christmas, oh, yeah, and yeah. they're like giant wood cutouts mm-hmm. of each day, and the Lord's a-leaping, uh, it looks perverse. Really? I'll say that. It's fun. It's I'll keep an eye out for it's that. It's a highlight every time I see it. <laughs> Well, hey, everyone. Thank you very much for listening and or watching Annual Pass. Don't forget, you can watch us over at YouTube.com slash Annual Pass. So that's our new YouTube channel that we're building up right now. Very happy with that. Um, it's been a lot of fun going over there. And hopefully, Jeff, you and I will be doing some fun exclusive stuff there soon. We're, uh, we've got a Lego set that we need to build. That, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jessica I, and Jennifer down in Florida gave to us, and so we got to build that on stream. We got to do a whole bunch of stuff. We're, we're we're trying to build up that channel, you know. If we could give you a chance to kind of see us goofing around and kind of go old school podcast style, I'll be honest with you, Jack. I have an agenda with that YouTube channel. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I like the 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 Lego thing. I think it makes sense thematically with what we're doing. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I think it's good shoulder content for the podcast. Uh, and I'm going and, and what is not what doesn't make as much sense, but I have so passionate about is puzzles. And I'm <laughs> going to figure out a way for us to turn the Lego pivot, the Lego thing into a puzzle building show as well. OK, purely uh, for my own base desires. Nice, nice. And speaking of puzzles, uh, we have a new poster in the store that uh, Gail Fox designed for us. Uh, they, they do all of the thumbnails you see on our YouTube channel and everything like that. And they made an amazing poster. And we're trying to convince our merch team to build that into a puzzle. And we can actually buy that as well. Uh, don't forget, also we've got we got new shirts in the store. We have our new pin. We have our very first pin in the store, Jeff. Ugh, I love it. It's so cool. The little like snow globe pin. Uh, I made a video for uh, the uh, uh, the Cyber Monday mm-hmm. with my nephew, and I gave him because we have two versions of the poster. We have the the one that's already fully colored for you, you can yeah. frame, and then another one you can color yourself. So I gave my eight-year-old nephew number one uh, annual pass num- fan, number I one see, fa- yeah. number one fan, uh, my nephew Silas. I gave him uh, the poster to uh, to color, and he, so he colored the whole thing. Or he colored a bunch of it, and then we filmed the thing. And I gave him a pen, and he was like, "Huh." <laughs> 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 I don't know if he was overwhelmed or, or, or un, you know, underwhelmed maybe. 
But uh, it was it was pretty great. It was a lot of fun working with him too. And that was his, that was his introduction to the internet. I had to have a whole conversation with his mom about it. So. Oh really? Yeah. I thought that was an adorable video. It was cute. it was good. And it's funny because he called out the Tim Tracker as well because he said like he was talking about pins and he said like the Tim Tracker found Club Penguin pins at Disney oh. Disney World last time and he's like I don't know if those are official. And then uh, then Tim actually responded on Twitter. So it was like, oh yeah, it's like, oh yeah, and, and, and like my, he says, my goal in life now is to trade an annual pass pin or to, uh, to find an annual pass pin in the wild and trade a club penguin pin for the annual pass pin. Ah, like, that's awesome. So uh, Tim, if you're out there, we'd love to have you on. The trackers are, are great folks. I love their channel. Like those guys, like they're sort of like the original Disney vloggers. They're and in so, rarefied air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're super nice. They're actually, it's funny because they were actually on. I was, I was checking his channel. He's on the Disney cruise right now with his family, and it's like that's pretty cool. It makes sense. Or at least when we recorded this. It, episode. He's on He's on theme. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, so store.roosteeth.com. Grab some of our merchandise. Don't forget to follow us on the socials. We are annual underscore pass on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, that's where we post a bunch of cool stuff and uh, and whatnot. So, uh, Jeff, we had a fun episode today. I themed this one. I, I wasn't going to do this one, but I figured now is the time to do it because today we are talking about the Haunted Mansion Holiday which is the Nightmare Before Christmas reskin of Haunted Mansion out at Disneyland and actually Tokyo Disneyland as well. So this whole episode, I'm going to uh, just challenge you on your knowledge of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I Are you a big fan of that movie? Well, let me think. Okay. Uh, Tim, Tim Burton, Nightmare Before Christmas, That's Jack true. Skellington. Hey. Uh, saw it in the... Th- theater when it came out and i think i have not thought about it since mm, okay i remembered it being I, I would give it like a b i remember thinking like okay yeah that was pretty good okay and then uh and then yeah i don't think i've thought about it again till this moment i'm i'll be honest not a huge fan of the movie i mean it's an okay movie but people lose their minds for this thing it is one of those films that has connected uh, yeah. with its with its audience and in an enduring way it's one of those things like when i saw it, i was like oh okay that was all right like i didn't but Same. like people loved it uh first of all do you know who directed nightmare before christmas yeah tim burton Incorrect. Oh, he didn't? It's titled Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's actually Henry Selleck directed Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a fun trivia question you can throw out and throw a lot of people off. You know, uh, interesting trivia about Henry Selleck. Who's that? No relation that I'm aware of to Tom Selleck. <laughs> uh, actually, real, uh, true uh, trivia uh, fact about Henry Selleck, I believe he directed the movie Monkey Bone. With, oh, uh, with Brendan Fraser? With Fraser. Show yeah, yeah. me the monkey? Yeah. I I <laughs> yeah. think he did. Ben, can you look that up? I, I'm, I'm 90% sure he also directed Because it was like one of those things like he didn't do much, but there was some animation in there, and I think that, I think that was his movie. Can I tell you a very brief monkey bone story? Absolutely. So in the... You know, uh, in the history of the day job, Rooster Teeth, the uh-huh. company that, you know, makes all this possible. Our, our umbrella. Uh, our umbrella. Uh, the, saving us from acid rain. Uh, way, way, way back before we started Rooster Teeth, when Gus and I were just screwing around making websites like Ugly Internet and Drunk Gamers and all that stuff, he made a website called showmethemonkey.com. <laughs> and it was just a, a video of a monkey like like eating a banana, I want to say. It was just like a flash video that he made. Either he made or his girlfriend at the time made or Bernie made. Well, anyway, and so Gus bought the domain showmethemonkey.com and it was just this flash animation of this monkey going back and forth. And then like two months later, uh, this is when the internet was just a weird wild Yeah, wild place. west, yeah. yeah. Then like two months later, we saw the trailer for Monkey Bone and he screamed show me the monkey in the trailer and we thought we're going to get rich. I don't know why, how we thought we were going to get rich, but we literally we were like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. And uh, zero Came of that, by yeah, the way. yeah, yeah. Uh, as it should. Ha, ha, but it was, there you go. There you go. That's my uh, short story. Ben gave us a thumbs up. It, he did direct Monkey Bone, so I was correct on that. So my there you go. Tom my, Selleck directed Monkey Bone. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> Quigley down under himself. Uh, another trivia question for you. Do you remember what the name of Jack's dog is? S- Spot. Close. No, not at all. Is it Arrow? Getting closer, actually. No, I don't know. You, you actually literally said it not too long ago. Oh, Tim Burton. That's it. The dog's name is Zero. Zero. He's a little a little floating dude. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero. It's really, right. really cute. Actually, I do remember a little that. like Rudolph looking dog thing. And then uh, I forget the the is it not Jane? What's the what's the name of the uh, the the female in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? The love interest is it Ruby or I oh, got it's again not a huge Weiss fan. Yang? I don't know. <laughs> 
Sally. Sally. There we go. Thank you, Ben. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's uh, that's the movie we're talking about today. So uh, Haunted Mansion obviously been around since the '60s at you know Disneyland, one of the classic attractions. Not an opening day one, but definitely one of the older ones. Uh, we've done an episode on it before. If you want to check out that episode, go back and listen to it. I forget which what number that was. Uh, but Haunted Mansion, they came and I pulled some information down from Wikipedia. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't done this. I haven't ridden this attraction, so my knowledge is kind of all based off yeah. off text and whatnot. Pass holders, if you're listening right now. If you've been on this or you have information about it, feel free to leave it in the comments because I'm, I'm actually really curious about some of the Easter eggs. There's tons and tons of stuff about this one, and I only have kind of an uh, like a like a skimming the level, right. the top level of it. And while we're skimming the top level, let me just interject a quick thing for, the, for, for the audience. Uh, when you're listening to this and you realize that Jack and I obviously are not lifelong uh, Nightmare Before Christmas fans yes. and we just have a, a passing familiarity with it mm-hmm. uh, and that's uh, offensive to you because you've uh, you cherish this movie and probably <laughs> wait for holidays every yeah. year to watch it probably watch it at Halloween and Doing at Christmas the, the, and the creepy smile yeah on and your face a, a, as you should because it, it's you know it's resonated with you in that way uh, just try to remember that when I talk to you about the Boston Celtics or David Lynch <laughs> and Twin Peaks and your eyes gloss over and you don't know what I'm talking about that's how I feel okay okay that's a good call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're talking about existence or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what? Like when I talk about David Cronenberg and you're like, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So uh, from Wikipedia, this is where I get the majority of my information. The Haunted Mansion typically closes for two and a half weeks in late August, so it can be converted into the Haunted Mansion holiday. The overlaid attraction is then open to guests from September through early January before being closed again to remove the overlay. So... so when we were in Disney mm-hmm. land, you know, that one faded trip I had right before pandemic started, mm-hmm. we couldn't go on the Haunted Mansion because it was shut down oh. to D Nightmare Before Christmas. It. On Nightmare. So, so, was, so you were uh, in like mid-January? I guess, <laughs> it was like mid-late January and it was still closed for that. And so it was like the one thing we couldn't go on. Yeah. That that's that's crazy. Yeah, that would have been the 2019 one, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, it is neat that or 2020. It, I mean, yeah. it, it's no 2019. It, it it is neat that like they're able to swap out everything because it's a significant change. Like like you and I will watch a ride through here in a bit. They do a lot of stuff in there, mm-hmm. and uh, and every year it gets bigger and bigger. And like that's the cool thing too is like every year they add like a new piece to it just to keep adding on and on and on. And actually, this year is the 20th anniversary of the Haunted Mansion holiday. So the one going on right now. So the one, the one actually out in Anaheim that's happening right now is the 20th anniversary. So this been uh, for a of long the time. nightmare before Christmas. Yes, one. had uh, they skinned it before as something no, else? So no. that was the first time it had ever been done. Mm-hmm. And have they ever skinned it as anything different in that 20 years? No, nope, it's, nope. it's been just this every year. Just, just haunted mansion holiday. That's the only time. It's like either either just the normal haunted mansion or haunted mansion holiday. Just those two things. Okay, that's cool. So, it's pretty neat. So. Yeah. Uh, two similar overlays, Country Bear Christmas Special, and it's a small world holiday had already been successful for some time when Haunted Mansion Holiday was developed. Initially, Disney considered doing a retelling of Charles Dickens's A Nightmare, or excuse me, A Christmas Carol, but decided against it due to the attraction setting in New Orleans Square and the incongruity of bringing Santa Claus into the eerie environment of the Haunted Mansion. Instead, they, saw, they decided to base it on the Nightmare Before Christmas after considering which Disney character would celebrate Christmas in the Haunted Mansion. Should Santa Claus ever land there on his journey, Steve Davidson took the idea and worked with Walt Disney Creative Entertainment to develop the overlay. So, yeah, that's kind of neat. That the, I, the, Having a Christmas carol in Haunted Mansion could be kind of fun, actually. Yeah, why, why do you think? I, I think because... When I think Haunted Mansion, I think very old school traditional ghosts. Like you're sure. kind of like I could see, you know, the guy past, present, yeah, future. like walking around with chains on and stuff, and like Jacob Marley freaking out. Like I am at a point in my life where if I never have to ingest Christmas Carol related <laughs> stuff again for the rest of my life, I'm okay. Really? Yeah, I just I feel like it's that story. Christmas, I have I have seen that story's been beaten into me for 46 years. So you see you Tiny know? Tim and you just kick his crutch out from underneath him, and then uh, Scrooge revived it for a while. But True. I've seen Scrooge. So many times now, I can't watch that anymore either. I just, I'd be happy not to, not to, not to go through that story again. <laughs> Did you see the the new Mary Poppins? Yeah, there's definitely mm-hmm. allusions to like the rich guy who kind of like just lords down on other people. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not not exactly Christmas Carol, but it's same. That's sort of the idea. Emily Blunt one. Yeah, Emily Blunt and Lin Manuel Miranda. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, no, I haven't seen. It. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Emily Blunt's great. Uh, anyway, uh, what else? One issue Disney had to deal with was the fact that many of the key performers in the original attraction, Paul Frees, Leota Toombs, Eleanor Audley, and and most of the singing bust and almost all of the original voice actors had died years earlier. Again, this is, you know, they're looking in the late 90s and this thing was developed in the 60s. Yeah. Um, Freeze was replaced in his 
role as the ghost host by Corey Burton, who had done voiceover work with Disney before and had also served as Freeze's protege prior to the latter's death. Toombs' daughter, Kim Irvine, replaced her mother and was thus chosen to perform in her place as Madame Leota. That's really cool. Actually, if you watch the Imagineering story, we've 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 sung yeah. praises about the Imagineering story on Disney Plus. Um, they do a, a big episode on this. They're talking about the Haunted Mansion and how when they updated it, they had to bring her in, and so she she did the voiceover work as her mom, like the the you know Madame Leota who floats in the crystal ball. Like they needed new dialogue and new face and new mouth movement, so they literally used her daughter to replace her. Which that is, so is cool. uh, that's an amazing bit of continuity and uh, uh, another Rooster Teeth side story there. Uh, in the early days when we were making the cartoon Red vs. Blue, the guy that plays Tucker, Jason Saldana, yeah, yeah. he had moved to New York during season one, and he was stuck there during the big power outage that lasted for three days. Oh, yeah. And so he couldn't record his lines, and we had his brother <laughs> record his lines huh. for that episode, and no one ever knew. You went, you went the Tom Hanks route, where yeah. you had him come in and step in and do all the yeah, stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, continuing to read here, Susan Blakesley provides the voice of Madame Leota. So this is interesting. So uh, Toombs' daughter, Kim is the face and they have someone else imitate her voice. So it took two women to replace the original Madame Leota. That's kind of cool. The singing busts were topped with jack-o'-lanterns and given computer-animated singing projections. New voice actors were picked for the graveyard ghosts that sound similar to the originals. Yeah, so like the uh, so the, the the grim grinning ghosts, they just put pumpkins over them and like projected faces onto them. Okay. Yeah, I mean not like not human faces, but like pumpkin faces. You know, yeah, like yeah. the simple cutout ones. Um, it operates at Disneyland in Anaheim and also Tokyo Disneyland, but nowhere else, including Orlando. So Orlando, it's just bog standard, old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and then well, I kind of like that too because like Halloween is the time I would want to go the most. Yeah. and get that experience. I so see that. it's cool to get the skinned version of it as well. But for the purists, it's good that uh, Orlando's keeping it holding it down. Yeah, I guess. yeah. And then of course in Paris you have Phantom Manor, which uh, when I went to Disneyland Paris with my family, it, unfortunately it was shut down at the time, which is really upsetting because it's like that was something I was really excited to check out and it was closed. Have I heard that it's possible that that one is actually a little better than the original? Probably. Though there's one. I want to say the Haunted Mansion in Shanghai, maybe, maybe that's or it. Beijing. Um, there's one that's really, really fancy. It uses the same ride vehicles that like Rise of the Resistance or the Ratatouille attraction do, the ones that are, uh, they don't have a track, um, yeah. but they just kind of move around on their own. And they do a bunch of really cool stuff. I, I think that's what I'm thinking of. And it's, it's different because they, they have a different cultural association with ghosts. Yeah. yeah so they change yeah. the story around. To, um, to... That, that was actually featured in the Imagineering that story That might be well. what I'm thinking um, of. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking of, again, going back to it, Imagineering story, check it out. It's a great, great show. Let's take a short little break so I can tell you about our sponsor on today's annual pass. I'm excited for this one. It is The Matrix Resurrections. The Matrix Resurrections is a continuation of the story of the first Matrix film starring Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss reunited as Neo and Trinity. Do you know Neo is an anagram for one? I don't think that's a spoiler. That's that's pretty old. It's an unexpected expansion of their story that ventures back into the Matrix and even further down the rabbit hole. And in this mind-bending new adventure, the world is more provocative, reality is more subjective than ever, but all you need to see the truth is to free your mind. It's just that easy. And the Matrix Resurrections return to a world of two realities. One, everyday life. The other, what lies behind it. Ooh, spooky. To truly know himself, to find out if his reality is a physical or mental construct, Neo will have to choose to follow the White Rabbit once again. I bet he chooses to follow it. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm going to assume he probably does. And if he's learned anything, it's that choice, while an illusion, is still the only way out of or into the Matrix little twist there neo already knows what he has to do but what he doesn't know is that that is that the matrix is stronger more secure and more dangerous than ever before deja vu (laughs) watch the matrix resurrections in theater and on hbo max at the link in the description on december 22nd go check it out I'm very, very pumped for this one. It's Lana Wachowski, and I, I can't wait to see this amazing film. Everything I've seen of all the trailers. I haven't seen the movie yet, but all the tra- I've seen the trailers, and I'm very, very excited for it. And seeing, seeing Neo and Trinity back together again? Come on. How cool is that? That's very awesome. So check it out. Coming out December 22nd, HBO Max, if you don't want to go to theaters, or you can go to theaters. Either way, very, very cool. 
Love it. I'm very excited to have them as a sponsor. So that's going to do it. Uh, thank you very much again for sponsoring this. And thank you for listening. And, you know, not, not skipping past the, uh, the little ad read. It's a good one. It's a good one. You should check it out. So without, with that being said, let's get back to annual pass. Yeah. And so, again, a lot of cool stuff happening in it. But I figure, you know, Jeff, maybe you and I should just go ahead and uh, take a ride on the Haunted Mansion holiday. It's about time. And then we can discuss what we see later. And we can try to remember the names of all the characters in the in the uh, easy in the show. Remember what's her name? Sally. They got it. Yeah. And the, and the dog's name was Zero. there. See, you're you're a pro yeah. at this point. All right, Jeff. Jack Skellington. <laughs> all right, Jeff. So are you ready to go on the haunted mansion holiday mansion <laughs> haunted mansion holiday with me right now and celebrate all things? Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, and my do I have to keep my hands and my mouth shut, or you, can I talk? You should. You should. I mean, you can talk if you'd like. Okay, if I have questions, just, just don't reach out because the okay. ghost will take you. There's <laughs> 999 Happy Haunts. They need one more. There's room for one more. Excuse me. Okay. Anyway, you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here we go. Jeff. Yes. Hey, Jeff. We're at Disneyland. Hey. Yeah, we're on the West Coast again. We haven't been here in a while. We, all right, Actually, okay. We were just on a credit coaster, but that's okay. But hey, we're in the West Coast. Maybe we went from DCA over to Haunted Man uh, over to Disneyland. Let me take an Uber. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can just walk. It's literally right. It's, it's, I have my walk. back hurts. I told you, you I've got <laughs> problems with my hip. Jeff, we look. Let's go to the Haunted Mansion. Oh, Jeff, look, it's special today. Okay. It's the Haunted Mansion holiday. Look, Yay. look outside! Look at all the, the cool pumpkins and like the the scarecrows and stuff. You see all that? And look, you can see it's it's Jack Skellington. It's just his sleigh is on the roof, and you can see he's got the equation for Christmas. Do you remember the equation? <laughs> what do you know what the equation for Christmas is? I don't. It's li li lots of good stuff. It's all written right there. You can't see it? Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> Right. What's that? What's that? What's the third thing written there? Tinsel. Tinsel. Okay, yeah, gotcha. you mean tinsel. Yeah. All right, Jeff, let's go inside. Let's go inside and rise. Ooh, look. Okay, we're inside now. And all oh, we walked, it's like the days before Christmas sign is out front. And it's like, oh, today it's, it's Christmas Day. We're going inside. Okay, we get inside. Oh, look at look at You can see all like the wreaths. Oh, I love and, like, it. There's little skulls and everything. Okay. It well, looks like we're in a uh, gorgeous mansion. We are, we are. Okay, Jeff, let's go inside. This is the stretching room. It's normally where the stretching room is. Ooh, look at the cool like wreaths. And, like, and there, there's like uh, it's stained glass, Jeff. Stretching room? Yeah, they know where you get. Where it's like is this room stretching or oh. that, that, you know that, that but it's like it's redone for haunted mansion right it, it's got all these pretty stained glass things around it's, oh, it's beautiful really, really really cool yeah okay oh, oh, oh wow look above us you can see it's a big stained glass up on the ceiling oh oh jeff jeff the room stretching and it broke the stained glass that's dangerous that's not good what watch out for glass oh like oh look it's revealing scenes behind it like there's the snake thing and there's a there's a creepy, spooky monster, and oh, Jack Skellington's above us. He, he's looking down on us, Jeff. <laughs> Why? Because he, well, it's uh, he's scary. It's because he, he's. What's the story behind this? He's taking over. He wants to have Christmas. Uh, okay. All right, okay, Jeff, we're gonna move in. Like, oh, they have all these cool paintings that like change and stuff. It goes oh. from like it's a snowman, but it becomes a pumpkin. Ah, get it? It was a pumpkin the whole time. It, it was. It was so great. And then like you uh, see then the zero. Ghost escaped. You can see zero flying around as well, Jeff. It's so, it's so cool. Oh, look at the, so many neat little p paintings all over the place. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, oh, there's the bus that look at you. They they follow you with their eyes when you move past, and it says Noel on them. Ooh, spooky! <laughs> <laughs> spooky Noel. Right. Okay, Jeff. Okay, let, let's let's go ahead and get there. Let's let's get to, let's get to our, our doom buggy. All right. Oh, look. There's this, this awesome that the cutout on the right side, or like just past it, it says Merry Christmas, and then it flips over and says Scary Christmas. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. And all, also, too, all those little creeps, they, they, they pop up. There's a whole lot of them. It's really nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, scary. there it is. This very okay. All right, Jeff, we're moving along now. Keep your arms. The, 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 the thing's gone down, and now we're moving. Okay, let's, we're going to go through the whole ride, Jeff. It looks like Wolverine from the X-Men up uh, in front of us. What? <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It's a cake of some kind. <laughs> It definitely looked like Wolverine for a second. You thought Hugh Jackman was here with us? Uh, look, oh, look at all these presents, Jeff. It's so many presents. Woo! Spooky presents because they have pumpkins on them instead of, like, snowflakes and whatnot. I wonder what's in them. Oh, look at all. Oh, there's so many cool things. Oh, look. look there's like, a pile of bones. We're looking down the hallway because of the pile of bones. Look at Zero floating around. Oh, yeah. It, instead, of, instead of the candelabra that floats. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a dog Zero. And there's bones everywhere. Because, That's adorable. Because, you know, dogs eat bones. Oh, look. Okay. the uh, It's the, 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 the coffin, Jeff. The guy's trying to get out of the coffin. But there's like a spooky like zombie thing or a vampire on top of it. Uh, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas vampire. Nightmare, it's the, yeah, and then there's of course the singing flowers of course like the Audrey twos. Ooh, and it's a spooky wreath with lots of teeth, Jeff. Oh, that's. Uh, oh, look at Madame Leota. She's there, and she's saying different. She's talking about Christmas and, and oh. holidays. Yeah. <laughs> 
And there's all of these uh, like tarot cards floating around the room as well. She's in an ornament. She is. It's an ornament instead of her normal crystal ball. All right, Jeff, let's go ahead and go through the uh, where we can see into the big dining hall where everyone's having a party. Oh, look yeah. at all the pumpkins and all of the snow and everything. That's all the tinsel's up. Wow, look at that gingerbread house, Jeff. Look how big it is. That's huge. That's a real gingerbread house, too. Someone actually makes it. They bring it in every year. It's the tallest one they've ever had, Jeff. I bet somebody on Netflix made a whole season out of that, probably. <laughs> oh, look at all the pumpkins everywhere, and they're dancing. Look at the big spooky tree. Oh, that's adorable. It's they're like dancing a, on the presents. But it's a dead tree, but it's it's like, oh, man, that thing is huge. That's a big tree. It's so cool. That's where Jeff. Rockefeller <laughs> Center Tree is going to, to haunt. <laughs> All right, Jeff, we're, we're in, this is normally the attic, but look at all crazy these, duck. Look at all these Christmas presents up here. We're, this is the attic. This is where the, the bride usually is, but now it's it's nothing. <laughs> oh, spooky, spooky. The, the pumpkin popped out uh, of me, Jeff. Scared the hell out of me. It, it scared me. Oh, look at oh, the, the snake with all the names. It's going nom, 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 yeah. eating all the names. Ah. Oh, man. Okay, let's get out of here. Oh, look at the hatbox ghost. Hey, he's uh, back. Yeah. There's a whole story of that about the hatbox ghost. Now. That dude looks like Scooby-Doo ghost to me. A little bit. And then his head appears in the box. Oh, Jeff. Oh, that's funny. All right, Jeff, we're outside now. We're, we can see all these uh, There's creepy, like, floating things everywhere. Look at the big look at the big uh, spire of, of snow and pumpkins, Jeff. Yeah. That's so cool. Whee! We're going down. We're turning okay. around. Ah. They're turning around, like, leaning on our back. Oh, look. What's that going to... What it's, is that? It's, it's that same... It's the same uh, vampire thing. Oh, like, he's, right, right. He's, he's eating the, the Christmas lights and sparking and everything. Oh, wow. Okay, oh, Jeff, Jeff, look! It's Jack Skellington! Oh, there he is, the man hey, himself. Hey, what's up, Jack? Give him a good name. I'm the zero as well. Oh, yeah. Are they, are they saying stuff to us? Yeah, they're, they're saying, like, like Merry, Christmas, Merry and, Christmas and spookiness and all that stuff. And now they're having a party outside, Jeff. All the ghosts are having a party outside. Like, it's so snowy out here. Oh, look, there's, there's Sally. Sally. She, she's looking longingly at Jack. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, okay. Look, it's true love. It, it is true love. Oh, look at this. Oh man, all these these pumpkins are so cool. Look, it's the grim grinning ghost pumpkins, but it's there. But they're that's normally where the busts are. But now yeah. they're pumpkins. Now they're Jeff. pumpkins. And they're singing Them like thematically correct. <laughs> they're singing like Merry Christmas and stuff. And then all like all, all the heads have been replaced by pumpkins. And oh, you can see Zero floating around uh, being that chased is really and stuff. Cute. That's really neat. Oh, but okay, Jeff, we're, we're wrapping it up now. We're gonna come around the corner here. Oh, look at these these crazy angels with like the pumpkin heads. But look in front of us, Jeff. Look. It's Oogie Boogie! Ah. And he's like, hey, I got things like tricks or treats. Holiday tricks or treats. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, and he's like, okay, what are you going to land on? Who knows? And then we round the corner, and like, oh, we got we got spookies. They're, they're in the... W Jeff, we're riding, and we can see in the mirror that they're with us. Oh, it's spooky. Ah. <laughs> that's very cool. It's spooky. Oh, look at the thing pops up, too, to scare you, extra scare you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay, Jeff. And with that, I think we're going to round the corner, and we are done. Oh, we survived. We survived the haunted mansion holiday oh we did it jeff yay that was an intense sandwiching of two uh, entire holidays <laughs> wow so uh lots and lots of cool stuff in there the actual attraction itself is really really neat and the, the amount of work they do on it to change it it feels like an entirely different attraction that's really cool and i wish they would do more stuff like this more often like not necessarily this ride but like just lots of rides i think it would be very very cool it's such a cool concept to take something that's been around for you know decades and be like let's change it up a little bit just for yeah. a little bit of time you know and, and guess, how long has it changed for? Uh, about three months. Three months. Uh, it's yeah. like October to January. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Fun facts here. So the gingerbread house, uh, that the one you see on the table inside the uh, the ballroom right now, that one they have for the, the the current season is the tallest gingerbread house they've ever had. So of the twenty years, it's the biggest one they've ever had. And also, uh, courtesy of uh, I think James Willems uh, was telling me he saw a documentary about the haunted mansion holiday because he's on the, the West Coast, buddy of ours on California. He has um, he has access to special West Coast <laughs> yeah. documentaries that we don't get over here. Uh, in Texas. Well, he's more into Disneyland, I should say. Uh, he was saying that the the guy who makes the the gingerbread house every year hides his face family's initials all over it which is kind of cool that's, that's very cute neat little yeah, thing absolutely uh let's see here uh the vampire teddy bear that we saw um that apparently is on almost every single room of the house it's like a hidden mickey like oh. they, they put it all over the place so okay keen-eyed you know writers can spot him all over yeah. the place so that's, that's pretty cool is that from is that vampire teddy bear from it's nightmare from the movie street? Yeah, yeah, oh, it is. nightmare on elm street okay. yes uh, it's actually Friday the 13th, so it's in there. Uh, and also, apparently, so Tim Burton was one of the first people to take a ride through the very first Haunted Mansion holiday. Why? Like, I didn't even direct it. <laughs> he 
he produced it. So uh, they brought him in to uh, d- take a ride on it and kind of give his impression of it. Apparently, he loved it so much. When he got outside, they had like a, a merch booth set up, and he bought everything. Like he bought all of the Haunted Mansion stuff and all of the the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. So really? he's a big fan, which is kind of cool, you know. And it's, it's kind of neat that you know. Well, he's also Tim Burton is a Disney guy. Like he worked at Disney back in the day, and that's where he kind of got it. He he worked there, eventually did his own stuff kind of elsewhere, but he started at Disney. Like he had that really interesting art style, which mm-hmm. is similar to the Nightmare Before Christmas style, but um, yeah, like Frank and Weenie and all of that. I bet he gets a cut of every of all that merch, so he was kind of paying himself <laughs> He's t- when he bought that stuff. He's getting his 5% off yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I got, I, there was another cool fact that I, can't, I, do, I didn't write it down, because why would I write anything like that down? Um, again, this is one of those things that I know there's going to be people out there who have written this thing a billion times yeah, yeah. when it's Haunted Mansion Holiday. And uh, you pass holders out there, if you are listening right now and want to give us some some more facts and like knowledge about this, that would be great. Because, again, this is mostly just based off stuff that I've seen. Um, oh, that that's the one thing I was thinking of. So inside the, the stretching room where they've replaced the, 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 you know, the, the paintings that get stretched with the, the glass things and like, they reveal kind of a, like a, a display underneath it. The Imagineers who worked on it were told that the actual stretching room images, like the the paintings, like the woman who's standing above the alligators and stuff, it's so tricky to get those just right to not touch them. And so oh. instead of so so the uh, the things that do stretch in there, they're just in front of the actual original ones. So they literally just kind of put it put in, front in front of it. Of it. So yeah. yeah, so right behind there is still the things that normally stretch. That's yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I'm, sure, cool. I'm sure there's Smart. more stuff like that. So anyway, but yeah, pass holders, if you have any cool facts or, uh, or trivia about the haunted mansion holiday, I would love to hear it. Because maybe, um, maybe you live on the East Coast and you have access to some <laughs> East Coast documentaries that we're not aware of. That is hook true. us up. That is true. So. Uh, thank you very much again, everyone. Y'all, y'all are awesome. We do love you. And I, I and this would be this would be something I would love to go on myself. I don't know if we'll be able to make it this year, unfortunately. But maybe, maybe the 2022 season we can get out there and go write it. Have you ever been on it? Uh, I've not. Not no. Oh, I know. That's that's what I was saying. Like, I feel a little bit like this. We got to get you out there. I want to do this one because we're in the holiday time. This is coming out uh, around the 16th of December. So I'm like, let's let's get this one out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you might be in Disneyland and want to go, like, well, like what's going on with that? Give you a little heads up. Or if you're in line waiting for Haunted Mansion Holiday, maybe you know, listening to the podcast edition of it. Although you don't want to spoil too much of it, but trust me, my my <laughs> my audio versions of the attraction are not going to be as cool as the actual version of the attraction. Well, don't sell yourself short. You're a, a masterful storyteller. Oh, Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So uh, anyway, thank you very much. Send, send those photos. I love seeing people wearing annual pass merch inside of theme parks as well. So please, if you if you're like happen to be wearing like maybe our new pin or a post, yeah, if you're wearing a poster, if you're wearing the poster shirts, you can take a photo in front of, you know, like Disneyland and, yeah. and send, it, send it our way. That'd be very, very cool. And uh, I was actually thinking the other day. So now that uh, now that Tim Tracker is trying, he's looking for the annual pass pins in the wild. I think the next time you and I go out to Florida, if we go to Disney World, I want to bring like a hundred annual pass pins and just trade with as yeah. many people as possible, just to just to see them. them. Yeah, get yeah, them yeah. out there. And so, and like, hopefully, a great idea. people spot them. I don't know if well, technically they're not di- official Disney pins, but whatever. Like, if there's Club Penguin pins, there's that's fine. Uh, yeah, but also. Technically, who cares? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, li- I like that a lot. Uh, now is the time during the podcast where I, I get some questions and answers from the uh, the pass holders. And so our pass holders have asked us some questions, and I figure you and I will provide some answers. Actually, a lot of these are more comments than uh, than questions. So we'll we'll go through some of those. Some of them are pretty good. I so really we'll provide it. commentary on the comments? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Let's do it. Oh, my God. I almost knocked over my water. Angeluna Love said, not a question, but just wanted to say how much I love this podcast. Oh, that's super sweet. I am from Australia. I did the college program in 2013 working Philhar Magic and the Carousel. Just hearing all these stories and facts about Disney parks made me miss home so much. I barely get to visit because it's so far and especially because of COVID. But I've been to all the Disney parks now except Paris. Also hearing people's stories of their memories about cast interactions warms my heart because I have the same fond memories about interacting with guests. Especially making magic like working the sword in the stone or handing out free fast passes. I hope you do many more podcasts about Walt Disney World, and I'm happy to tell more stories about when I work there. Much love, Angela. That's super nice. Yeah, I, that makes it like stuff like that makes me it makes it tickles my heart. It makes me happy. And also, I would love to have Angela on to uh, talk about like so. Uh, Katie, my wife, she loves the sword in the stone, and every single time we go. So, do you know there, there's a sword in the stone at? Walt mm-hmm. Disney World, and actually yeah, there's yeah. one at, at Disneyland as well, at Magic Kingdom, and you can go and like pull on it, and every now and then, 
it works and you can actually get it up. And so maybe we can have Angela come on and tell us a little bit about uh, like the, the thought process that goes behind that. Because not everyone can pull the sword. There's, there can only be one king or queen of England. Yeah, no, for sure, obviously. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me just say real quick, too, to Angela, thank you for tickling Jack's heart. Uh, we haven't really discussed it, but uh, part of the reason behind this podcast is that Jack was born with an irregularly small heart. <laughs> and we're... Doing everything we can to, 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 to shock it larger. And Ange so, Angela grew at at least two sizes. Yeah, today, there you so. go. So, appreciate it. <laughs> Real Tyler Draper 91 says, you asked about different languages in stage shows and at different theme parks. So, these are these are questions I pulled from the, the Enchanted Tiki Room episode. Okay. So, we talked about, like, the, the Japanese version, or I think the Shanghai, or, no, Japanese version. The Lilo and Stitch one? Yeah, the Lilo yeah. and Stitch one. And I was curious about, like, you know, how the languages are and whatnot. Anyway, you asked about different languages and stage shows at different theme parks. I went to Disneyland Shanghai in 2019 and saw Mickey's Storybook Adventure Show. The show was all spoken in Mandarin Chinese, but on the upper corners of the stage were translations in Cantonese and English. Some of the songs were a mix of Mandarin and English. It was still fun to see the show in another language. So there you go. That's cool. That makes sense. When I went to Disneyland Paris, everything was French. Um, and so at the Disney, go figure. Yeah. Well, I mean like, but there, there wasn't really English anywhere. Um, yeah. uh, there, although the lights, motors, action stunt show, they did like, it's, 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 well, we'll talk about that one in the future. Fantastic stunt show. It's a car show. Um, they have a director and everything like they're filming scenes and whatnot. And they tried doing English, but it was very heavily French inspired English. So it was very hard to understand. And also it's over giant speakers. So it was like all, all muddled, um, hard to, hard to understand, uh, English, English in yeah. America over those things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also one interesting thing there, there was, I, I mentioned a Jim Shull when he was on the, the uh, episode we did with him, but there is an Armageddon attraction there. Mm. It's like a sort like a kind of a theater in the round type attraction. And in it, it starts with, uh, uh, oh God, uh, Michael, uh, Michael, Clark Duncan, or was what was his name? Is that Michael Clark Duncan, the the gentleman from uh, Armageddon? He passed away. The, the one who's uh, unfortunately passed away. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, it starts with him, and he's explaining Armageddon, but then it's dubbed in French. But it's very clearly him speaking English, and it's just like they they redubbed his voice. Huh. And that's one of the things that made me think is like this was not meant to go to Paris. Like, why would they shoot that and then just redub everything? Like, this was an attraction that feels to me like it was meant to go to like Hollywood Studios or somewhere, and they were going to bring it over, and they just never made the jump. Mm. So I, I was very curious about that. But anyway, it was all in French. Um, very 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 interesting. How's I, your French? Uh, uh, it's uh, not good. Not good. <laughs> Jim Appel Jack is about as much <laughs> as I got. Uh, 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 Vu, I think is like the, is that we go like Vu, uh, anyway, whatever. No, bad. I got a D in French when I was in college, it wrecked my GPA. Five hours of a D just destroyed my GPA for like the first three years of my college career. One bad class destroyed your GPA. You had straight A's in every other class not for straight three A's, years. Not straight A's, but not a D. Straight A's, but Dude, one class. A D wrecked my GPA. Because wow. that was that was five hours of a one. If Anyway. that's. Do you uh, think it was a D and then all the other A's you didn't get in the other classes? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, it, it was interesting, and it was definitely like kind of. It, it was like it, one one thing though. The the backlots where they have there, they had uh, Jeremy Irons was one of the hosts. They had two hosts. It was like Jeremy Irons and, and a French woman. A French, this a French is in actress, Paris. In Paris, okay. And uh, Jeremy Irons spoke all his his dialogue in English, and she spoke hers all in, in French. And that was it was subtitled, so that was easier because I could read it. Mm. But anyway, so it's it's interesting to see how they kind of like play with that. Yeah. And also, when I was there, like I was nervous because I'm like I'm in, I'm an American in Paris. This is awkward, and I don't want to be that guy. Um, but at one point, my dad and I grabbed lunch inside the park, and the woman working the counter goes, are you American? And it was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. She goes, oh, wow. What are you enjoying? Like, she was super friendly. I was like so excited to meet an American, which was like, okay, that's cool. So I, fe I felt less bad about being an American because she was like, oh, I guess they don't come through very often. Huh. So well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Pretty nice. All right. We got, uh, got another comment here from Bobby Shea says, uh, this is a good one, Jeff. You'll appreciate this. I was in Las Vegas in October and the pool of New York, New York has Dole Whip on their menu. It has an official Dole logo next to it on the menu and they had a second flavor too. However, I did not snap a pic, nor did I order one. <laughs> so uh, according to the tweets that I've been getting and <laughs> other, yeah. other forms of social media, apparently Dole Whip's on a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently the secret's a, out. Yeah, uh, so, but I figure Jack and Jeff might want to check it out when Annual Pass sends them to Vegas and they ride the coaster at New York, New York. Yeah, we got to got to make that happen. So 100%. So Ben, get on the horn, make a get a, get our Vegas trip planned and we'll go, but then we'll try to go and grab the uh the Dole Whip. 
You know what's frustrating about that is I've already been to Vegas like five times this year, and I had no idea. I would absolutely have made a trip <laughs> out of the way to yeah, do it. What's, what's, the, what's the name of the coaster at New York? I have the never, high roller, never I touched or? it. I'm not going to do it till I do it with you. All right. S. Deem says, hey, Jack and Jeff, listening to the new episode, and thank you guys so much for making a rough night at work a little more tolerable. You guys mentioned the Grim Grinning Ghost song, and that ties in with one of my favorite stories about the parks. The lyrics were written by Imagineer X. Atencio, which his name we brought up before, who also wrote the lyrics for A Pirate's Life for me. But his training was in animation, and he's never written a song before those two. While Dizziness had a sense, he'd do a good job. That's wild. Because both of those songs are iconic to the point where the uh, A Pirate's Life for Me is in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And that dude just, like, he was an animator and was like, all right, I guess I'll write a couple songs. I think the Walt Disney was like, uh, yeah, it's okay. You'll do fine. You've never <laughs> written it. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it's like it. how in Monty cast Ruby, he was like, hey, Lindsay, you've never voice acted before, but you'll be the main character. Yeah. And, uh, what a choice that was. Yeah. 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 Pretty much nailed it. Nailed yeah. It. So uh, thank you very much for all of the questions and comments. I love those kind of things. So now let's move on. You know, every single week I ask a question of, of the audience and I'm like, hey, audience, here's a question for you. You answer it in the comments over at roosterteeth.com. And then uh, I pick someone at random to send a uh, theme park map to an autograph theme park map. And uh, the, the question I threw out for the, the Enchanted Tiki Room was, would you ever try to modernize an attraction? Because we did the one, like it was the one where Iago and Zazu uh, modernized it. They had the, um, you know, under new management version and really upset a lot of people. That's the whole reasoning behind this one. Hmm. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, the acting DJ says, aside from my being excited about the upcoming spaceship Earth overhaul, the only other ride I'd even remotely consider modernizing is Pirates of the Caribbean and Disney World to be like the one in Shanghai Disneyland, considering that one is a technical marvel. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that one, if you've seen the Shanghai Disneyland version, it's wild. Really? Like, it's it's themed around the movies as opposed to just, like, the old school ride. And there's, like, it's got projection mapping. It's got animatronics. It's got these awesome ghost effects. Like, at one point, Jack, Ske uh, almost said Jack Skellington, Jack Sparrow is there, and he, like, steps from, or, like, lights passing over him, and it goes from light to dark, and he becomes a skeleton, like, right in front of you. It's awesome. It's so cool. Have you, uh, this is a bit of an aside, but it's in the same, uh, Area. Have you ever played the video game Sea of Thieves? Yes. Are you aware of that that mission in Sea of Thieves? Yeah, I know. I know they did a new like a whole Pirates of the Caribbean like theme thing. Do they? Is it is it like you go through the ride? Or? Apparent. According. So Bernie hit me up the other day about mm. it. Uh, with the to to let me know about this so that I could surprise you with it, but I couldn't figure out how to get you into Sea of Thieves <laughs> far enough in yeah, to the point where to, to, in, yeah. to surprise you with it. But he says that the mission, it's like the third mission of something. Anyway, he says that it is a faithful recreation of the ride, oh, wow. and you go through the ride a hundred percent. And he said that he did it with someone who's very familiar with it, and the person was like blown away. Huh. So maybe at some point we should film a video of that and put it on our YouTube and, and channel, YouTube.com YouTube yeah. slash annual. I, I had been kind of working through it in my head for like the last maybe two weeks trying to figure out how to get you into that video without knowing it. And I decided mm -hmm. it's not worth the effort. We yeah. should just do it. Yeah. Like, this so, like, yeah, it'll be like the surprise won't be worth the amount of the pain in the ass. It is it'll be nice to, to play video it. games with you because you and it'll I have never, <laughs> never done that before. Yeah. It'd so. be the first time for everything. <laughs> Uh, theme Park Nerd, which is a fantastic name for a, a listener of this podcast, says, I would want Universal to create a new land with retro attractions, either from entering from either Merlin Wood on one side of the land and the original Universal Arches on the other. We could bring back favorite rides like Dueling Dragons, Back to the Future, and Jaws. I know this is a long shot. A big Universal retro store in the middle of the land surrounded by the 80s cafe from Back to the Future 2 and a monster cafe adaptation with a different internal design would be amazing. Last but not least, bring back shows like Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review. Maybe with some Psycho House on stage in Sinbad or Merlin show next to Dueling Dragons. So, um, yeah, Merlin Wood. That was the name of the section of the Lost Continent that eventually got replaced by the Harry Potter, uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So they kind of ate a chunk of that. They sort of took a little bit of Jurassic Park and a little bit of Lost Continent and and dropped in, uh, you know, Hogsmeade right there. Mm -hmm. So Merlinwood was that that portion of the Lost Continent. And the whole Lost Continent now is kind of it's in rough condition because there's not a lot to do there right now, especially the fact that Poseidon's Fury is shut down. Yeah, um, man, that's a bummer. I, I want yeah. it, it looks like a huge. Big ride that it's, was probably it's cool. not it's not a ride it's it's like a walking walking show. tour but yeah it's it's clever and hopefully because they're they're refurbishing something over there right now mm. like they haven't really said what they're doing but there have been walls up for a while so uh, hopefully we will uh, we'll be able to see that pretty soon because the last time I went on it definitely felt like the um, kind of like a 
like a early two thousands Vegas show, like the bad CGI and like just come some fire and stuff. And so like, you mean like the one in the like the one in the hotel, yeah, in the, Caesar's Palace, in the Caesar's Palace Mall. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of felt like that. And so there is one. I don't want to spoil it for you because okay. like eventually you and I will go on it uh, just because our friends at Universal love us and we we love them. Uh, there's one section of the attraction that is is mind blowing and it's it's so cool. Won't spoil it for you because okay. we'll do it. Um, yeah, and it's and that one I know it's it's 100 still there because it was like the key of this attraction. So. You know, it's going back to the comment. It is it's it's going to be. I've been thinking about this a little bit uh, outside of work, uh, just in general. It's it's going to be interesting to watch the evolution of these theme parks. I'm happy I, I have a, a little bit of a, a macro view and a li- like a little bit of a distance and dispassion to it, so that I can kind of. I don't know, have this cool overview of it all yeah. and not be overly attached in any any area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <clears throat> or emotionally invested rather. And so it's 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 kind of fun to just look at in that I think about this a lot like with the exception of Disney World which is 60 years old. Now Disneyland, sorry, is like 60 uh, it's 1955. 1955 so 70 45 plus 20 uh, 65 years 65, old, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then Universal is much younger. Yeah. But I went to a bar in uh, in Belgium once that was 700 years old, right? <laughs> and how were the rides there? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you you think about like scale in history yeah. and how so much of like there's such a a healthy mix of like having to refresh these uh, these entities with with like the ephemera of the day to keep them current, but also. Uh, hang on to history and nostalgia and it's just going to be fun to watch over the next like the you know i got i'm 46 so i got another i got another 65 years in me probably yeah, yeah. at least yeah uh my, the, the goal is to make enough money to live forever yeah. or at, at a very a, minimum put my head in a, in a robot in a, for, body freeze yeah. my head like ted williams uh because i i would like to live forever uh-huh. um it's just going to be fun to watch and see how this kind of shakes out because i think you know, it, it remains to be seen. These yeah. uh, these parks are very new, and mm-hmm. so how are they going to deal with history? Like how how important is the nightmare? Is the nightmare before Christmas going to be a hundred years from now? Yeah, like yeah. or will it have been replaced five times over? Yeah, are there? I mean, there's going to be people already probably writing this thing that have yeah. never seen the movie, just yeah. know it as a ride. Like, oh, or, that's a neat update. There. Or does it become like cemented in the lore? Uh, of of the history of this place and just indoor. It's, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what indoors and what doesn't. Yeah, it, de- it definitely seems like, uh, I mean, like Universal versus Disney. Universal's very much in the, like, the, you know, kill your children kind of thing. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they are very willing to update stuff and change things. So, which I, I appreciate. I, I like the idea of, like, stuff changes and, like, all right. And, like, I, there's stuff I would love to go on again, but it's gone now. I would love to ride Confrontation again, but it's gone. And it's like, all right. But I have good memories of it. And sure. And the mummy is incredible. Uh, you know, re- replacing Earthquake with the uh, Fast and Furious. That's well, you're gonna have issue. you're gonna have hits and misses, right? But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- but then Disney has a completely different approach, and they which just is kind of which leave is everything holding yeah. on to nostalgia, and that's kind of interesting too. And it's gonna, I think it's gonna be become even more interesting. I feel like I'm lucky in that I was born in the '70s, mm-hmm. and so I wasn't around for the beginning, but I'm close enough to that era. And I would I would assu- I would assume you are too, mm-hmm. uh, born a little bit later than me. But I, I can still remember that world. And when I look at pictures of Walt Disney World or Disneyland opening in the 1950s, I can connect with that world. Yeah. I remember it. Look, I remember the remnants of that world in my childhood. And but my daughter, who who you know, is uh, that age in 2021. Uh, She's so far removed from from how that world looked and felt that at some point it becomes like, for me it's nostalgia. For her, it's a time capsule. Yeah, you yeah, know. And for her old. kids, it's going to be like, do we? I kind of hope that Disney maintains that time capsule as society and the world grows further and further yeah. away from that world because it's really amazing to be able to take a step back in time. Yeah, well, like, I mean, like that, that. that was the idea. Is like the idea of Disney World, Disneyland, where it's like it's it is like a happy place. Like the world is different in there. Like you're you're surrounded by magic, and that's that's the idea behind the whole thing. And that's one of the reasons why I love theme parks because you step through those gates and it's just like the world sort of melts off around you, and you're like, I'm in the I'm I've placed myself in this magical sure. land. Sure, and they've they've done a very good job of doing that and making it timeless, but while also kind of cementing it in the style of the time. Yeah, right. And yeah, so it's yeah. still there. It's still visible for Disney. Absolutely for Disney. Yeah, like yeah. you, you look at it's a small world, and you know it was when it was built. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's impossible not to. You go down Main Street USA, and it feels. I would I would imagine very similar to the way yeah. it felt 
in the 1955. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that right. hasn't really been altered at all, just cleaned yeah. up a little bit. So, yeah. You know, Casey's Corner's been there since the beginning. So it's like, it is it is pretty neat. You know, like, if I'm curious now, like, if you were going to build a, you know, a Disney World, like, or a Magic Kingdom, like, would you have a Frontierland? Would you have an Adventureland? I don't you know, think so, Would you right? have a Liberty Square? It's like stuff like that was really important for the time, but now it's kind of like, would that be the thing? You well, know? yeah, that was like Frontierland, right? There was a time when, in the 50s, when, you know, TV was 35, 40 years old at that point. Uh, or, well, film was 35, 40 years old. TV was relatively new. And so uh, the world was obsessed with cowboys, <laughs> cowboy movies, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Frontierland was a much bigger deal yeah. then because we were still— John we, Wayne was, was such a big Because they guy. were 60 years past the yeah. Wild West, right? So it was still very—and the world moved a lot slower then, so it was still very present, mm. right? And— there, I, there's no my my kid would have no reason to know anything about yeah. cowboy movies now, not at all. right? It's just not, it's not a yeah, just not a prevalent genre, <laughs> and I don't see it becoming one unless yeah. there's. I'm trying to I'm like racking my brain of like trying to think of cowboy movies right now. Well, like Wild that, Wild West, and that's about well, it. Well, no, there's that new one with Idris Elba on Netflix that looks okay. really good actually. Yeah. Um, and there have been some throughout the test that you know, like Unforgiven, and that have uh, Hateful and, Eight. Like, this is the, yeah, Hateful Eight, uh, Ridiculous Six <laughs> was one. Um, I know the Zellners, uh, our friends, the Zellner brothers, they made a cowboy movie a couple That's years right, ago with, yeah. uh, I think, Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they still exist. It's yeah. just it's just not a part of the cultural zeitgeist in a way it was. Yeah. It, it, but yeah, like you're saying, I like the idea of like some kind of a time capsule because it definitely feels like you're stepping into a different world. And it's like, oh, OK, immediately you feel like, oh, this feels like a different place. And it feels like it's out of time, which is not a bad thing. Is this conversation interesting or boring? I think it's I'm interesting. very interested. Okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, sure. no, I'm fascinated yeah. by it. So, yeah. uh, but we we should move on. We should move yeah. on because uh, we can talk about this for a long time. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on that or like a yeah. live stream or something. So, uh, I've got I've got a couple more here. Uh, Shannon four and three says I'd like to see the Magic Kingdom Space Mountain get a modern refurb with Tron going next to it. Seeing them doing a big update to the queue and cars would be cool, but also a track update would be nice uh, since it feels rougher every time I ride it. And while that's great for nostalgia, it's awful for my back. <laughs> Agreed, Shannon. Agreed. Yeah. That's uh, the last couple times I've ridden Space Mountain, it's not friendly to you. Not friendly yeah. to you. And then uh, randomly, I picked someone from our comments over at roosterteeth.com to win a theme park map. And I got Arotho100, who says, I would like to see the Carousel of Progress, a modern uplift, while also keeping some of the original fun. I'm a huge fan of the ride and song, but when I wrote it for the first time with my wife, it felt like it could use some more progress. <laughs> Congratulations, Arotha. I'll reach out to you via email, and uh, and we'll we'll get this over to you. So, well, Jeff, that's gonna do. Oh, no, sorry, I've got to ask a question. I've got to ask questions. I'm not gonna pull a haunted man or a haunted horror nights too and forget. My question for you this week, pass holders, if you're listening right now or watching right now, in the comments over at roosterteeth.com, answer the question: What is your favorite hidden Mickey? Because the, I brought it up because that was one thing I forgot to talk about. The vampire that you saw, that little vampire doll. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That is in every single room. Right. Of the you, you did I mention that? that? Okay, did, I did mention did, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've hidden it all over yeah. the place. So I figured, like, hey, what's your favorite hidden Mickey? Uh, mine was the one above Body Wars at Wonders of Life at Epcot. There was one in this giant mural, and he was, like, pointing, and it was the coolest thing. That's gone now, unfortunately, but uh, that's mine. Do you have, okay. any, you have any hidden Mickeys <laughs> that you can think of? No, not off the top of my no? head. Of course not. But I would like to know, uh, in addition to what everyone's favorite hidden Mickey is. I would be interested in knowing the hardest one, like the one, the the hardest one to get to and see that's still there. I like think that's the, possible, but it's the one difficult. on Credit Coaster. Remember we talked about oh, that. the upside down. You, you have, one? To, be, you have yeah. to be upside down, looking up to spot it. Yeah, like, that's, that's cool. a pretty clever one. That is very clever. So yeah. So what is your favorite hidden Mickey? Uh, I'd love to hear yours. Uh, I love the one in Tron, the movie Tron. There's a giant one when they're on the light sail. It's pretty neat. Uh, also, of course, the one at Disney MGM Studios where you have to flip the park map, and it's the world's largest hidden Mickey. That one's pretty rad as well. Anyway, what's yours? Leave it in a comment over at roosterteeth.com, and I will randomly pick someone to win an autographed park map from Jeff and I. So, Jeff, that's going to do it for this episode. Do you feel like you learned anything today? I feel like I learned a lot, Jack. Excellent. I learned uh, the three principal characters of Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very, very much, everyone. Again, if you have any cool facts or history about Nightmare Before Christmas, I'd love to hear it. Leave a comment over at Rooster teeth.com and again check us out don't forget our, our youtube.com slash annual pass our new video channel we're posting more and more stuff over there we'd appreciate it if you subscribe and uh yeah thank you very much everyone follow us on social media uh, annual underscore pass on twitter and instagram grab a shirt or a poster or a pin i love that pin store.roosterteeth.com and that'll do it for this week thank you very much stay safe when you're out there and we'll talk to you soon bye bye